Welcome to episode 31 of the Spinner is Lit Pinball Podcast. I'm your host, Spencer Klingen, and uh, tonight's episode, episode 31, The Odyssey, or The Way Back. How's everybody been doing? Uh, dealing with uh, the apocalypse. Nah, it ain't that bad. The zombie apocalypse. No zombies yet either. This really isn't how I had it planned. Um, hope everybody's doing well out there, all, all the listeners. Um, just, you know what, man? Like I talked about last episode, which is this episode is going to be way more upbeat and positive. So stay calm, uh, be kind, be loving to each other. And uh, remember what's really important is uh, family, friendship, love, all good things. <sighs> oh, I, uh, I knew this was coming for a while, a couple of weeks. Uh, nobody said anything. But, you know, you know in your gut, you know when something's up. Uh, just got word about 40 minutes ago. Current time is 9.22 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And it's uh, Friday, May 20th, 2020. So I just got word about 30 minutes ago that uh, the Golden State Pinball Festival uh, coming up in May has been canceled. Uh, you know, it's not a shock. It's not a surprise. If you all have time, jump on their Facebook page, offer, you know, some encouragement. Uh, you know, the board members, the volunteers... They put so many hours into this, and believe me, they're just as uh, hurt by this as, you know, any, any just, you know, the vendors or just people just come to the show, you know, the people that bring games, everybody, man, this is our show, and uh, it's, it's real important to us, but it ain't the end of the world, and it's only 420 days, you like that? No kidding, it's actually 420 days until... The 2021 Golden State Pinball Festival, May 15th through 17th in beautiful, sunny Lodi, California. Hallelujah. So we got that look to look forward to. Hey, guys, there's still the uh, Seattle show in June. So far, as far as I, I know, that's uh, still a go. Uh, you know, the, the uh, Northwest Pinball and Arcade show. There's still uh, California Extreme in July. Haven't heard any word on that being canceled. There's other shows out there coming later in the year. So support those shows. And uh, for now, just keep flipping at home. And uh, if you don't happen to have a game at home, check out some of the online stuff uh, for phones and tablets. Um, you know, the Pinball Arcade, Williams Pinball. Um, there, there's a bunch of good ones out there. Those are two I play with. And, uh, of course, I have a few games, too, I get to play. So, you know, I'm fortunate there. Anyway, I'm going to go way back tonight. Get it? Way back, you know, with uh, Peabody and Sherman. And uh, I'm going to talk about my discovery of pinball. Because, really, there's not a lot. Of, there's some news. There's some stuff going on in the pinball hobby. But I just figured I'd, I'd take you down memory lane for my own history in pinball. I'm going to go all the way back. I'm uh, 54 years old now. And I'm going to go all the way back to I was, I want to tell you I was five. I might have been six. I was real young. And uh, I grew up in a small town in Northern California, Oroville. Look it up on Urban Dictionary. You'll find lots of wonderful things about it. When I was a kid, it was kind of idyllic. Or I thought it was. It was the whole universe to me. 
Well, it was a real small town. We had one single screen movie theater and a single screen drive-in that was open during the summer. And there was pinball everywhere. And this is in the early 1970s. We had a bus station, like a Greyhound station. And I remember going there with my dad. And there were probably, I want to tell you, 10 or 12 electromechanical pinball games. And maybe like a gun game or a pitching bat. I would always play the pitching bats. I love those. And then uh, not too far from my house where I grew up, there was a pool hall, probably six or seven blocks away. And uh, I remember going in the front, there was pinball machines. And again, maybe a gun game, a pitching bat, uh, an air hockey table, uh, a foosball table. And then a little later on, when I was getting a little older, you'd see early video games like, you know, Pong and Tank Battle and uh, Stunt Cycle, stuff like that. But there was always pinball. Every Mini Mart, every 7-Eleven, the little corner grocery just three blocks from the house I grew up in. Always had a pinball machine or two. I still remember uh, I was probably 10 or 11, and they had a, uh, maybe 12. They had a, a El Dorado at this little, it's called the Corner Market. And they had an El Dorado. I used to play the hell out of that. And then one day it was gone, and they put in an EM Joker poker. And you had to roll it to win a free game. It was 100000 for a game. And I got to where I could roll that thing pretty uh, steadily. Um, around 1978 is just as the video arcade boom was really hitting in every town in America and probably every town in Canada, probably every town in Mexico and everywhere else in the free world had an arcade. And, but I mean, there was always pinball everywhere and a few video games, you know, pizza places, the burger places. We had like three pizza places in town and all of them had a couple of pinball machines and a few video games. And then there was a new, they were building at one end of town, and there was a, a new uh, shopping center. And it was kind of like professional plaza, like those dentists and insurance agents. But then they had a whole row of the strip mall that was like, you know, submarine sandwich places, a yogurt place. There was a, a straw hat pizza. Um, and then they built a McDonald's. Well, in this professional plaza part, they opened an arcade. And that arcade was called The Odyssey. And it was like nothing I'd ever seen before. Because, you know, most of the places we went had like tile floor, were well lit, uh, were kind of, you know, like the pool hall. As I got a little older and I would go there with my cousins or my friends, it was called Spanky's. And, and we weren't supposed to go there because, you know, you could smoke and drink beer and it was a seedy place. At this time in my life, pinball was not nerdy. It was seen as rebellious. Like you were a hoodlum or a troublemaker if you played pinball. It was, you know, looking back now, it's kind of funny. Um, but this Odyssey place was different. And they had, of course, a ton of video games. This place was huge. Ground up, brand new. All the games were brand new. I mean, just out of the box. I remember going there, and they weren't open yet. They were having a private party for family and friends who'd helped set up the arcade and the owner came out to the door and talked to us and said if you come back next friday we'll be having our grand opening and we did um but uh so we went back and they had probably they had an air hockey table they had uh, a foosball table 
and they had probably I want to tell you 25 30 video games maybe more this place was big and they had one two three three rows of pinball machines um, so I'm gonna say probably about 25 26 pinball machines and they had Gottlieb's and this is right at the point of the system one right at the just the apex of the beginning I think I didn't even use that word correctly any anyway it's been a long week um, but it was right at the beginning of solid state said all these Gottlieb system one games and Bally games of the day and Williams games of the day and they had a whole bunch of Stern games as well they even had a couple of Atari games I remember they had uh, Space Riders. And then a little later, they got in a Superman. Used to play that a lot. There was a Williams Phoenix there. Barry Orsler's first game. I, I put four years of college money in that thing easily. Um, you know, there was a Flight 2000. There was Matahari. There was a Flash Gordon. There was a Hulk. There was Solar Ride. There was, I mean, just the Flash. Um, all these great games of the day. And that place was magical. I still remember there was a jukebox. And they'd taken out... Um, well, first it was like some weird mountain scene or something. It was like the scenery. It was just like a print in, in the glass above where all the where you know all the songs you could pick from were. Played 45s. And then in 1980, when Empire Strikes Back came out, they took a scene from that. And it was the Millennium Falcon flying over a, a Star Destroyer with TIE Fighters chasing. And they put that in there. And uh, they were playing, you know, this cool song. I still remember songs that we would play. Um, there was I Was Made for Loving You from Kiss. There was Knock on Wood, which is some disco. A lot of disco, man. It was between 78 and 80, maybe 81, this place was open. And uh, um, Tragedy by the Bee Gees. I remember that got played a lot. Uh, Do You Think I'm Sexy by Rod Stewart. Some other stuff. But anyway, this place... I mean, because, again, I, I grew up in a small town, man, of, like, it's a time, like, 7,000 people. And this was the, the spot for Friday and Saturday nights, man. And, uh, you know, I was hitting a junior high, and it, the place was magical. I mean, it was the universe to me at the time. Well, after about a year and a half, the original owner, just I guess, he, you know, he'd made his money or whatever, got tired of it, not sure. So he sold it to the two two of his employees who got money together with their parents. And they changed the name to the Advanced 2001. Now, just probably five months, four months before he sold, the original owner got a whole new batch of games in. Probably eight, ten new pinballs, changed a few of them, the old ones out, and got probably 20 new video games. So we had stuff, you know, like in the, in the beginning, there was stuff like, um, you know, Starship One from Atari and Lunar Lander. And then, you know, when just before he was getting ready to sell out, he got like uh, Asteroids and then Defender came in and all these great games of the day. So it's probably 81. And, uh, you know, we used to have a blast there, man. Spend way too much money. But, you know, it's still a quarter a game then. Um, all the, uh, even all the pinballs were a quarter a game. We used to play a lot of Nugent, Dracula, Galaxy. A lot of Phoenix, Flash, um, yeah, there's so many great games, Flash Gordon, and, and they were all brand new then. Well, they lasted maybe another year. They just didn't really care. They didn't get any new games. Play started kind of going downhill. So it's around 81. 
right as they were just kind of starting to fade away, a new arcade, just probably a couple miles away, in, a, in another new strip mall with a Kmart and Albertson's grocery store moved in. And that place was called the Flipper Flapper Fun Company. It was more well lit. It was smaller. It was still a great arcade. And it was right next to the round table pizza that had just moved in. So that was a plus. And then just down the street from that was a submarine shop, uh, Candy's Royal Subs. I wonder if that place is still there. Um, and there was a 31 Flavors. So that became our hangout on Friday and Saturday nights. But uh, the original Odyssey, man, all it was dark. Like, all the windows were tinted out. It was always real dark in there. They had cool music cranking up. I mean, that place was rocking. All the walls had mirrors on them, so it just looked really cool. And it was just a great place to be a kid in the golden age of arcades. Um, had a thought, so I'll flash back. Flash back to around summer of 1976 so i was still 10 i wouldn't be 11 until december and there was a 7-eleven and me and my dad would go to 7-eleven and they had a surfer gottlieb surfer the two-player version of surf champ we played the heck out of that game and for a while they had a big ben in there from williams really not that great of a game as i recall and then they got rid of the big ben and they put in a gottlieb buccaneer pretty cool single player wedgehead Loves me some wedge heads. Well, I had a love affair with that game ever since. So if I look to my right as I'm sitting at the kitchen table studios, I look out into my game room and see my 1976 Gottlieb Surf Champ. The Holy Grail. Dreams do come true, ladies and gentlemen. So as uh, the late, great Casey Kasem used to say, keep your feet on the ground and keep reaching for the stars. Anyway, I'll fast forward. So the Flipper Flapper is more well lit. They only got Valley pinballs. One day I asked the guy working there, hey, how come you never get any Gottliebs or a Superman from Atari? And he just looked at me and said, because those games are way too high maintenance. I'm like, okay. I didn't know any better at the time. I was just a kid. But they have some great Valley games. Future Spa, Xenon, um, Rolling Stones, actually not that terrible of a game. And there was a few others I don't really remember. The ones I played the most were Xenon, in Future Spa there, and occasionally Nitro Ground Shaker. Um, that arcade lasted through high school till I took off and joined the Navy. Then it went away. They had locations in every little town around where I lived, probably four or five. Um, but it's still a great arcade. They had all the great video games of the day. You know, Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong Jr., Pac-Man, Ms. Pac-Man, all that stuff. Um, had a lot of fun, man. A lot of good times there throughout high school. It was a great, great place. And that's just kind of some of me reminiscing, thinking, I was thinking about that today. I was listening to one of the podcasts on the podcast network. And they spent the whole episode talking about classic sterns, which they made some great games. And I remember all the great game, classic sterns I played at the Odyssey. Uh, Dracula, Nugent, Flight 2000. Um Galaxy, I remember that was there. I'm trying to think if they had any of the Stern pinballs there. They may have. Those are the ones I remember them having the most. Um, all good games, man. A lot of fun. But that's just kind of my little own trip down memory lane. Figure I'd share that with y'all. Give you something cool to listen to while uh, the whole world is grounded. I don't know about you, but I'm waiting for mom and dad to go to sleep. I'm busting out of here and go create some mischief. I'm not kidding either. 
I'm going to drink milk from the carton, run with scissors, cow tip. Hell, I might even wax the steps at the old folks home and yell fire. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Got to have a sense of humor, man. That's what keeps everybody sane. In tough times like this, got to laugh about it. It's going to be okay. I swear to you it is. You know, we're going to have our show next year, the 2021 Golden State Pinball Festival in beautiful, sunny Lodi, California. It's going to be the best show we're ever going to do. I'm not kidding. I'm going to blow the roof on the place. I'm going to get naked, get a long blonde wig and a horse. We are riding the streets of Coventry. Hell yeah. It's going to be epic. I'm telling you. So take the time, you know, kind of reevaluate things, man. Stop for a second. Take a breath. Look around. And think about what's really most important to you. We all love pinball. It's all a part of our life. But what's the most important thing to you about pinball? I'll tell you what it is for me. Two things. When I'm playing, it takes me back to a time when I was young. Like my surf champ. Remember a time when my dad was young. And, uh, you know, possibilities seemed endless. The world was my oyster. And everything was good. Now, it's not always good now. But you know what? We're still breathing. We're still above ground. And our feet are still planted. I think we're doing pretty good. And the other thing is, it's the friendship. It's the love. I miss my league right now terribly. And it's not because I, I miss playing pinball. I can play pinball at home. I miss my friends. Part of my social network. You know, so I'm reaching out to them here and there a little at a time. Checking up on everybody. I'm going to remind all my listeners, all you pinheads out there, you know, check up on people. Maybe an old army buddy, a college roommate, you know, a friend you haven't talked to for a while, an old neighbor, you know, a relative. Just pick up the phone and call. Hey, how you doing? You doing okay? You need anything? Sometimes, man, maybe they just want to jab or maybe they just want to vent for 10 minutes. Right now, there's a lot of people that are sheltered in and there's a lot of lonely people out there. So do your part, man. It only takes a minute. I'm telling you, if you're not at work, you have time. Trust me. Because I know a butt ton of people that are sitting at home right now. Now, I work in a field that technically, according to the state of California, is a, uh, a crucial necessity even in times of emergency. Pest control. Technically, because we are health and safety. So I'm keeping busy. Uh and it's right in, right in the beginning of our busy season, too. So no rest for the wicked. And then helping out at home, doing my part. But I'm making sure every one of my customers, I'm spending a little time extra with them. Not just running in, doing my job. I'm actually sitting down with them, just talking to them. How are you doing? Everything okay? You got enough of everything? Do you need anything? You know, I'm, I'm going a little bit extra. Making sure, are they okay? And just talking to them. It seems to be working pretty good. Because um, sometimes that's all people need. You know, it's just somebody to talk to. Just somebody to listen. It, it, it maybe can just be talking about the garden or telling stupid old jokes. But uh, that human connection, man. And that's what pinball is really all about. You know, great Great people that are no longer with us, but are with us in spirit. Two of them I can think of. Al Garber and Steve Sharlin. They knew this better than anybody. They always knew it wasn't about the game. The game was a vehicle to bring us together. It was about fellowship. 
And what's the show about? Yeah, it's about pinball. But isn't it really more about community? You get to see, it's a big family reunion. You get to see all the people. Sometimes you only get to see once a year. I could sit here for an hour and name names of people that I only get to see at this show every year that I consider family. Y'all know who you are. And if you're scratching your head thinking, am I one? Yeah, you are. Okay? You know, and if you're scratching your head thinking, I don't think I'm one. Yeah, you are. Guess what? You're one of the cool kids. You're one of the family, too. And I'm always glad to see you. Always. And I miss you. Miss all of you. You're all important to me. You're all part of my pinball family. Anyway, I don't really have much else to talk about uh, that I can think of tonight. Um, there's some cool new uh, streams out. I know Deadlift did a new stream. I can't even remember what game, but I know they did a new stream. I saw something about it. I'll look at it later. I got a lot of other stuff to do before bed tonight, and I got to work tomorrow. Um, but check check out the streams. Check out all the podcasts. Most likely you have time. Um, hug and love the people you're close to, man. And reach out to people you haven't had a connection with for a while. You know, even just a text like, hey, thinking about you. Hope you're doing okay. You know, uh, sit back, have a pint or a cup of tea. Wait for this whole thing to blow over. It's good advice. Well, that's about all I have for now. So, everybody, enjoy this show. Um, you can always reach me at the spinner is lit at gmail.com. One word, the spinner is lit at gmail.com. So you can send, uh, you know, requests, uh, comments, you know, death threats, whatever you got. I hope everybody's doing okay, man. And if the sound of my voice helps you get to the day, man, that's the greatest gift you could ever give me. Anyway, you guys know the words. Sam with me. Play pinball. Keep America strong.